Hello, everybody. Today, I'm going to be talking about the stupidest, dumbest things I've done as a smaller child. I'm still a child, but I'm talking about a smaller child. So, let's get right into it. The first memory I remember of, like, getting toys and then getting hurt on them is these, like, swing scooters. I, I don't know what they're called. Well, let me look this up. Razor Swing Swing Scooter The Power Wing or the Delta Wing? I don't well, look at this Power Wing. They probably changed them over the weeks. I was like six, so well, it's not the Power Wing. No, I don't care anymore. That's it for my looking up. Well, it, I'm pretty. It was something wing probably, but I can't remember because they're broken now. Let me tell you the story of how they got broken. So, it's a razor scooter. Everyone's had one. It just has these little like plastic wheels. Nothing, no ball bearings, just, I don't even know what they had in there. I know it wasn't ball bearings, it was probably just really cheap plastic bearings. But I mean, it was so fun, it was so fun to use. But, but, these swing suitors are, I'm just gonna call them the power wings. They're not a power wing, I'm gonna call them that. The power wings, to make them go fast, you didn't take your foot off, you just kind of swung your hips. And you had two, like, you had two of your feet. On each side, on like their own like thing, so then it kind of made like um, almost an A, but at the very top you just extended that, and that's where the handlebars were. And the the back wheels were on a swivel, so then you could like drift. Now drifting, if you didn't know, is hard when you're standing up, because if one pebble decides to ruin your day. You either just bump and fall off, or the whole thing stops, and you're just dead. <laughs> Not really, but it hurts when you fall, as a kid. Now, I mean, it probably won't hurt that bad. But as a kid, it was like if Satan freaking cursed you with a thousand years of pain. I don't know, something like that. And I remember distinctively, I was at my grandma's, and she has a big driveway. So that's where we would go. To ride these things and the first time I read it was in the house because <laughs> they my parents put them in the house for Christmas and they were sitting there and the first thing I did I woke up and I saw it and I got on it and I almost fell because there was a crack in the separating our kitchen from our living room and because we had tile floors so you could do that and like the tile floors they were uneven because it was a different type of tile in the kitchen. Because, like, it was like, oh, okay, let me remember. It was hardwood floors on the living room and then tile in the kitchen. And the tile kind of made, like, a curve whenever it started. So I would go, and I went, and then I'd go up that, and I almost just face-planted. But mm, I think my mom caught me. It was even my mom or my dad. I can't really remember. But whenever... I was at my grandma's. I was going, and can you guess what happened? I drifted, and it was fine. 
And I, and I didn't mean to, but I was like, that was pretty fun. So you know what I did? I did it again. And again. And again. And finally, my grandma's driveway is like all these big, like big concrete slabs. And like right outside of her garage, all four of them connect to make just a like little hole. It's not big, maybe an inch wide. But I drifted like I was coming at one of the like the left corner. And I drifted and my wheel hit every single bump. And at the very end I was like, oh I'm fine. And I rolled off and my front wheel hit that inch crack and I just went flying. Like not super far, maybe a foot, but that was pretty far and kid. I was like, man, I'm Superman now. I was flying, bro. But as a kid, I think I was super dramatic. I scraped my knee. There's nothing bad. I scraped my knee. And I was freaking out. But you know what? I have the right to freak out. I was six. I was dramatic. I got in trouble as a kid. So I became very emotional unstable. Emotionally unstable. And I didn't trust a lot of people. I know that sounds weird. Like, oh my god, the six-year-old didn't trust people. Like, this isn't true. You probably just didn't like them. But no, I I met... I had a lot of friends in kindergarten. Basically, my whole class was my friend. Because I was the class clown. I was the loudest kid. Because I was emotionally unstable and I needed something to help me hide that. Let's <laughs> 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 well, jokes aside, I was a loud kid. So if any other kid slipped up and started acting loud, they just blame it on me. And the kids that didn't see it, they'd be like, yeah, Hunter's always the loudest one. It's gonna be him. Well why wouldn't it be him? He's the loudest one. And that got me into a lot of trouble. Because I got in trouble. And it wasn't bad trouble. Like, I'd be talking. But as a kid, I was in pre-K-4. What do you expect? I'm going to be loud. I'm in pre-K-4, man. You took away my dinosaur toys? I'm going to be loud. Took away my nap time? I'm going to be loud. I hated this one kid. And if this kid sees this podcast episode, and they're gonna be like, hey, that's me. You're a douchebag. <laughs> Kale. Kale. I don't know his last name. Can you know why? Because I hated him. He was very obnoxious. Sometimes, most of the time, more obnoxious than me. Which kind of ticked me off because the teachers never got mad at him. You know why? Because he was new. It was like halfway... No, it was pre-K-4 that he joined our class. Pre-K-3, he wasn't there. So all the teachers knew because I was loud. And we all ate at the same cafeteria. So they knew I was a loud kid. And you have this other louder, more obnoxious kid. And he's saying that's you. And that I'm lying. They're going to believe that kid. I don't know how that kid found out that I was a loud one. Because by the, in pre-K-4, I stopped being so loud. Until Kale 
started harassing me, kind of. Indirectly harassing me. Telling the teachers that I'd done something that I didn't do. And that got down to my feelings, so now I'd talk back. And I'd be louder. And I just... 3K4 was a good year because I love my teacher. <laughs> Not that way. But she was a really good teacher. You know what I mean when I say I love my teacher. Probably the best teacher I've ever had. I'm not going to say the name because I don't know if she wants to be spoken of. But I'm going to say Kale's name all day. Because I only know his first name. I don't know my teacher's first name. Hey, she was my favorite teacher. Pre-K-3 was terrible. It was terrible. You know why? Because at that age, I had more energy than in pre-K-4. So, you're going to tell me I got to take a nap? You're going to make me take a nap? Why would I do that? I want to play, and I want to color, and I want to watch Moses' Ark, or Noah's Ark, on VeggieTales. And you're going to take that away from me? Now, as you may, as you just heard, Noah's Ark. Are you just a religious kid or religious school? It was a religious school. I went to a private holy school, and now I go to a public school because those freaking private nerds have to do homework, and I don't have homework most of the time. Kadoosh. <laughs> And at my school, I almost said the name, I don't want to say that because you know people on the internet. At that school, my school, it was very hard. There was a lot of people, like, it was almost like you were an army soldier. Like, you were a soldier of the war, war and every teacher was a drill sergeant. Like, you had to line up, like, on a specific tile, all in a row. If you stepped over that tile and a teacher caught it, oh, man, they're going to yell at you. Get back in that tile. We had tile floors at the time, so you know what I mean. And they designed colors because we had different color tiles. Like, every other tile was a different color. It was, like, checkerboard pattern. So they designed me, I don't know, let's say orange. And they sound the other kid red. Well, they look the same. And we're just lining up. They just give us a number, line up in that order. Someone's going to mess up. And if the other kid mess up, and you and he won't move because he's like, Oh, well, I'm this number. And you're the other number. I know what I heard. Because he wants to be with his friend. Well, guess what? You're both in trouble. You're troubled by association. Even though you're telling this kid, move, that's my spot. He's like, shut up. You're wrong. And if you talked in religion, like, we had religion class. If you talked in religion while, like, the teacher was giving, like, a seminar or whatever, oh, you better pray to Jesus twice for that one. You're going to detention immediately and oh don't even get me started on our PE teacher slash gander most people talk about like all the memes like 
PE teacher, super out of shape and really fat. The janitor is like buff and crap. Our PE teacher was our janitor. And he was strong. But he had a gut, like a big gut. And he was a bully, man. I don't know how he got away with it, man. Well, he was ex-army. Even though he got dropped from the army. And he's ex-military, so you better respect him. And we'd have to do like 20 push-ups if a kid spoke too loud. And if some like girl, maybe... Is like doing the girl push-ups, cause I mean they're weak. He'd allow that, but if a boy did something else besides a full, like perfect form push-up, oh hell, you're going to the detention. You're taking detention. You're going to the principal's office. Everything's happening to you at once. You're simultaneously enrolled, expelled, suspended, detention. Like it's like. Ugh. And his favorite thing to do was make you run laps on the gym course over and over and over and over. And you know what? I'm fat. I still am. You know what PE taught me how to do? How to know when an adult is not a good person. And when to know how to cut corners on a basketball course. And I've talked about detention a lot today. Not a super lot, but I've mentioned it in these past two stories. And detention, last year, it was tough for me. It wasn't tough. I just had a lot of detention last year. I had, I was in, last year, I was in, I can't even remember, 8th grade. Yeah, 8th grade. I know, I sound young, but trust me. I just have... A high voice. I was in eighth grade, and I was still at like I'm a Southern alien, the holy school. And see, if you got in like trouble, and you had to go to detention most of the time, you got in trouble. Detention, pretty simple. Well, detention wasn't that simple. Detention was hard. You might say, what's hard about sitting in a room for lunch? Well, first off, you didn't get to do in-school detention. It was after school for two hours, and you either cleaned with the janitor, the mean drill sergeant, or you did homework, and not the homework that they assigned you from that day, the homework that that detention teacher just assigned you. Or, if you got... Lucky, you have to do detention with a nice teacher, and they just let you do whatever, whatever, as they grade, and you just can't be loud. If you get loud, you get another detention. But, if you get put with a bad teacher, uh-oh, Kirio, you're doing religion work, studies, and math. People from my school... If you can recognize my voice, you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. And you know that some of the stuff I said has not been fully truthful. I've kind of exaggerated some things. Like the whole, if you step off tile, you're not going to get attention. They were pretty strict about that, so. Pretty strict.
pretty strict, but no detention for that. Now, every Wednesday, we'd have to go to church. And that's alright, but the problem is, is you have these little demons called church buddies. And basically, since kids have the spatial awareness of a goldfish, you had to pick out a kid from pre-K 3, or pre-K 4, depends on what grade you're in, and you pick out a kid, and you have to take him to church, and you have to walk hand in hand, and you have to tell them what to do and when to do stuff, and give them more spatial awareness, maybe they'll upgrade to an angelfish instead of a goldfish. But, mostly, they were just annoyances. And you know what I hated? Is that my palms sweat pretty easily. And these kids, they were gross. Like, they were... We had kindergarten kids that were gross. They would hold your hand, wipe their hand on their nose, and then, like, cough on their hand, and then try and put your hand in hand. Like... Like, hold your hand, not hand in hand. I guess I'm just dyslexic today. But hold your hand, like, and I'm like, ew, no. Get, like, a, a tissue, because all the teachers bought a box of tissues. I get your tissues in. So then you have to go ask some teacher, get this demon, I mean, child, a tissue. And they'd be like, mmm... Are you sure you don't need, you just need it and you're just trying to make it sound like they need it because you don't want to ask up and it's like what does that mean this child just simultaneously peed pooped farted freaking coughed and boogered on his hand and he wants to hold my hand looks like a gremlin's hand reaching out from the dark abyss and you're gonna tell me I need a I need a tissue. I just think that the teachers there just, they really took the whole customers always right and replaced customers with teachers. Teachers are always right because they're older than you. And one of the, my church's main philosophies was respect your elders. It's like, how am I going to respect a girl with a blue and purple stripe in her hair that teaches art that says my art ain't good enough because it's anime? You're going to tell me that my art isn't good because it's anime? While the girls over there are drawing freaking furries? That's better than anime? Speaking about anime in my school, there was it was only my class that watched anime, really, and one other girl. And we had our own anime fan club, kind of. It wasn't official ever because we didn't have the courage to ask our, our principal because our principal at the time was kind of if you know what I mean, like, he was kind of cuckoo, <laughs> and he just shut down every other fan club that wanted to be made, one time I was trying to make a World of Warcraft fan club, because I had some friends that liked the game, and I played the game, they didn't play the game, they just liked it, I told them stories of my time in Azeroth, and they were like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I want to get that game. And I'm like, $15 a month. And they're like, oh, oh, times are tough. 
I think I guess that's all I'm saying. So I guess this podcast episode is over. I don't know what I'm gonna call this podcast. It's in the title, whatever. See ya.